the exciting, dangerous world of James Bond has arrived in Los Angeles, the Peterson Automotive Museum invites you to experience the cinematic legacy of over 30 iconic vehicles of James Bond in the new exhibit, Bond in Motion. This new Bond exhibition features the largest official collection of 007 vehicles in the United States, including the 1977 Lotus Esprit S1 Submarine and No Time to Die Aston Martin DB5. Plan your visit today at peterson.org backslash bond. That's P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N dot org backslash bond. I am Luciana Panuzzi. I was the villainess in the Thunderbolt with James Bond, and you are listening to Honor Majesty's Podcast. $267,000. I'll settle for one dance with Domino. Can you play any other tune? Something we're making for the Americans. It's called a ghetto blaster. May I cut in? Again, Sam. It's a charming tune. Welcome to the 28th episode of Bond Music. Six of the best, our ongoing series discussing Bond movie soundtracks. And this month, we go a little broader into the world of spy movie music with Alan's choice, Come Spy With Us, the Secret Agent Songbook. I am Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. I am joined, as always, by my best friend in life. It is Alan J. Porter. Welcome back, Alan. Thank you. I always said thank you, Van, then. My head said thank you, Van, <laughs> and I stopped my mouth in time, and now I've said it anyway. So thank you, Jared. I was actually just looking. So I wrote the script and I said movie music, but I'm just looking at our six picks and I actually think three are TV and three are movies, but people won't know any better. So. Yeah, just roll with we'll, us, people. We'll just go with it. So yeah, we'll roll so. with it like we always do. Speaking of which, if this is your first time to the show, I want to say welcome. Here's my fun foray into explaining the format. All right, here's the six of the best format. So we're going to include a discussion of the album overall. And on each episode, Alan and I take turns taking the lead. Alan has the lead this time. He brought this CD, which means he picked three of his favorite tracks from the CD. And then I pick three of what remains. And that gives you six tracks. I'm getting frightfully good at that. All right. Alan. Right. <laughs> it, it even made sense. But you forgot there may be a bonus surprise track. Seven or eight or nine. Or, or nine or 12 or sometimes yeah. three. One time we had a show I had three tracks. <laughs> Just trust us. There'll be music and we'll talk about it. How about That's right. It? And I have not looked far enough ahead in the script to know if there is a bonus track. So I'm hoping there's not because I've only brought six tracks with me. Woo! Surprise, surprise. All right. With that wonderful, concise and rambling introduction out of the way, let's get into things. As Jared mentioned, the CD I bought to the show this 
time around is called Come Spy With Us, The Secret Agent Sunbook. And as always with these spin-off titles, we'll kick off with why we picked this album and how we discovered it. So I actually discovered this album thanks to Don Zuderman at the Double O Files and Bill Koenig at the Spy Command about a year ago. They were having, I think, a conversation on Twitter about this album and it sort of piqued my interest. So I went to take a look at it and once I saw the track listing, I just had to buy it. And it's been a CD that remained on pretty heavy rotation in my car when I actually had a car that had a CD player, which I haven't had for a while now. But anyway, I see, don't do that sort of thing anymore, and it really annoys me. <laughs> so, Jared, where did you discover this album? Was it basically when I mentioned it? It was. Honestly, it was. You mentioned it, and I looked it up. And you may get into this, so if I'm jumping ahead, I apologize. But like, as soon as I saw like the cover art had that old-school Vaughn poster vibe to it, like you said, you looked at the tracks and you're like, oh man, I need to check this thing out. I was like sold at the cover art. <laughs> like I didn't even really need to know much more, but man, what a cool CD. So I'm glad that you found it by way of our friends, Don and Bill. Actually, yeah, I think it was the cover art. I mean, I think while they were having the, the Twitter conversation, one of them put up a picture of the cover art and I was like, that looks really interesting. She said, it's got that sort of old pan paperback yeah. cover vibe to it, post early 60s poster cover vibe to it. So. Yeah, that and the track listing made it a, a must-buy for me. Okay, so the album we're, we're talking about, as I said, is called Come Spy With Us, The Secret Agent Songbook. It's relatively recent compared to some of the ones we've had on this show. It was released in 2014 by a British label called Ace Records. I believe it's only available on CD. I haven't found it on a streaming service yet, but I may be wrong. Anyway, the idea for the CD was thanks to a gentleman called Matthew Jones who provided the initial list of track suggestions. So well done, Matthew. If the final list is anything like your initial list, it was a great list of suggestions. Mm -hmm. I did try and do some research to find out a little bit more about Matthew Jones. But do you know how many people called Matthew Jones work in the British music industry? <laughs> Just the British one. <laughs> Just the British one. It's a lot. <laughs> and I couldn't figure it out from all the people that I found on the various searches I did as to which one was the guy associated with this album. So. If you're listening, Matthew, thank you. It was a great idea. It was a great product. I thought the best way of really talking about this album is the label's description of the album itself, if you actually go look at, for it on Amazon. This is the description you get, and I think it's a great description of the album. The name's Bond, or it could be Solo, Kuriakin, Flint, Palmer, Drummond, Gunn, Burke, or any one of the number of celluloid saviors of the world whose on-screen exploits had the world on the edge of its seat in the 1950s and 60s. In tribute to those who kept us safe in those dangerous years, and with the personal approval of MI6.5, Come Spy With Us brings you a superb selection of not-so-secret sounds from the world of espionage, as shown on the big and small screens, all carefully selected by our team of gadget-happy backroom boffins to represent every facet of spying and secret agency. Many of these are famous as the films and TV shows that they first appeared in. We've had our agents working around the clock to ensure that this musical mission goes off without a hitch. And like I said, I think they did it. There are 25 tracks, two of which are directly Bond-related, and then there's a few others with some Bond connections, a couple of them I know we're going to talk about. Uh, but for me, one of the absolute delights of this CD is actually the liner notes. There was a 24-page booklet in the CD case written by a gentleman called Tony Rance. And for each track, he outlines not just information about 
the track itself and the performance, but actually a short history of the TV show or movie. And in most cases, if it's a movie, there's the little imagery of the movie's posters in there as well. So it's a great introduction to the spy genre overall, I think. So what do you think, Jared? What did you make of the album and its packaging? Oh, man, this thing is super cool. You know, you picked it. I saw the cover. I was like, oh, that's neat. So I went ahead and ordered it. It came in the mail. Cover art, everything you want it to be, even has like a false patina to it, like wrinkles and things, you know, that's actually just printed on there. I haven't looked into the liner notes, Alan. So you've given me one more thing to look forward to because I popped the CD in and I put it on my little Plex server so I could listen to it anywhere. And I tell you what, track after track after track of goodness. This is, I would say probably, I might be more declarative. This is the hardest six of the best I think I've ever had to do. I'd write my three tracks and I'd listen again. I go, no, 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 I'm going to put this one instead. And I listen again, no, no, I'll put this one instead. And I think if I kept doing that, it would keep changing. So at some point I just had to stop. Yeah. This is a great, like every track is a winner. Yeah. There's no bad choices on out of the 25. There's nothing on it. You think, why did they put that on there? You know, no, it, this it's, is very cool. Yeah. Okay. So at the end of the day, we both had to pick three. It was pretty difficult. But it's my choice, so I got to pick the first three. So I don't know if that actually made it harder or easier, because I have 25 to pick from, and Jared only had 22. So Good point. <laughs> so what did I pick first? Well, I picked track number nine. If there's one spy franchise I love almost as much as Bond, it's our friends from the United Network Command for Law and Enforcement. And if you've listened to a couple of episodes of Rogue Agents, you would know that. As Ian Fleming also had a hand in the creation of Uncle, and in fact named its leading man, perhaps the only agent to outswall Bond, Napoleon Solo, this was a must-pick for me. So we're going with the Man from Uncle theme. Now, this isn't the original theme. The original Uncle theme was written by Jerry Goldsmith, who actually changed it slightly for each season of the show. So there was actually four slightly different official themes. But this version is actually a band in one of Jared's favorite genres. It's a, uh, <laughs> a Los Angeles surf band called The Challengers. And it's their version of the Man from Uncle theme. So let's give it a listen.
Do you know what? I was only really listening back to it this morning on headphones. But I'd actually caught the gunshots at the beginning. Oh, okay. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I really love this. It's a good peppy, upbeat version. Very 1960s, obviously, which is when the show was out. So it's very much of its time. But now you've watched a couple of episodes for Rogue Agents. What do you think? Right. I mean, it is a cool track to begin with. But since I'm just now finding my love for the man from Uncle, having done the Rogue Agent shows and just got my hands on a couple of uh, early mid 90s comic books that are Man from Uncle comics. This stuff is very cool, very fun, very upbeat. And I'm glad you mentioned the fact that there's multiple Man from Uncle variations on themes because, you know, I edit those shows and I'm always second guessing myself because I'll go on like YouTube to grab a sample edit you know to put a little music in our shows for rogue agents and i'm like how come that one didn't sound exactly like that one and that one's a little different from that one and now i know why <laughs> yeah there are very different well not very different but slightly different versions for seasons one two three and four yeah now nah, so. now i know why they i'm, I'm like second guess i'm like is this the right one is this some spin-off but like anyway this challenger's one like you said very cool very upbeat very fun just a great track yeah and I sort of threw this one in because, hey, it's got the Ian Fleming connection too with him helping actually define the uncle concept and, as I said, actually naming two of the lead characters before he backed away from the project. So very cool. For my second pick, we are actually going back to the world of Bond very directly. Well, actually, some people might even argue with that statement because <laughs> it is from a Bond movie. It's a song from a Bond movie, but it's probably not what you would expect. It's actually from Casino Royale, 1967. If you've listened to various podcasts uh, around the Bond podcasting community, you will know of my strange fascination for this movie. <laughs> but I think what a lot of people agree, whether they hate the movie or not, is the soundtrack is one of the best. And I actually think this is the best love song that was ever done in a Bond movie. That may be a bit uh, controversial because I know, obviously, a lot of people count all, all the time in the world as that. But for me, The Luck of Love by Dusty Springfield is the best romantic song i think in any bond movie so that's what we're going to listen to it's track four on the cd the look of love by dusty springfield the look of love is in your eyes the look your heart can't disguise the look Just words can never say And what my heart has heard Well, it takes my breath away I can hardly wait to hold you Feel my arms around you How long I have waited Waited just to love you Now that I have found you Let's take a lover's vow and then see the 
Are you singing along or are you just mouthing something? You'll never know with the mute button pressed down. <laughs> I'll go with the fact you were singing along. <laughs> I sound just like Dusty Springfield. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Or like Rusty Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people consider this uh, to be the definitive version of this book, Baccarat Hal David song, and I would completely agree. This actually reached number 22 in the US Hot 100 in 1967. I can see why. It's a great track, like you said. I do think the Dusty Springfield is probably the definitive version. Always a smooth song to listen to, easy to easy laid back kind of tune. Yeah, again, we may have different opinions on Casino Royale 67, but our opinions on the soundtrack pretty darn close. Well, we have different opinions at Casino Royale 67. You surprised me. You're warming me up to it, though, Alan. <laughs> it's like a war of attrition, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes people's, I don't know, love might be too strong for word for you, but like their love for something can be infectious. Like you look at it another way. Like when I first started James Bond podcasting with Van, I had no time for Moonraker. I was just like, Moonraker's just dumb. And like he loved it so much. I just kind of gave it more chances. And now I'm like, you know, kind of like Moonraker. So you never know. You never you're know. right. If you listen to somebody who has enthusiasm for something, you do start to look at it in a slightly different yeah. light. And so you start you're, to, yeah. you're starting to win me over a little bit. On Another five years, I might have you been able to just about tolerate it. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely an interesting. Anyway, we're not we're not podcasting <laughs> on Casino Six. All right, let, let's move away from Casino Royale sixty seven and go back to TV. I'm actually going to pick a track from another of my all time favorite TV shows. The first secret agent to do the last name, first name, last name thing was not Bond, James Bond. It was in fact Drake, John Drake, who did that in the intro to his series Danger Man as early as nineteen sixty and sixty one. John Drake was played by Patrick McGowan on the show. Danger Man, which I mentioned, of which Ian Fleming was once again had a peripheral involvement early on in the early development of that show. There are, in fact, two versions of the Danger Man theme tune on this CD, but I'm not going to play that because when the show actually was aired in the US, they changed the title from Danger Man to Secret Agent Man, and they changed the instrumental theme to a song called Secret Agent Man, which you may know as a hit for Johnny Rivers or as a hit for The Ventures. I will actually say my personal favorite version of Secret Agent Man is the one by Bruce Willis on his album, The Return of Bruno. I think it's track one, side two, maybe side one, in which he mixes Secret Agent Man with John Barry's 007 theme, The Return of 007, Music Cue, and it is brilliant. Go check it out on YouTube. Honestly, it's the best version of Secret Agent Man. Jared doesn't believe me. He's, he's got a very <laughs> am, skeptical look. I am befuddled. Like, I actually know that album, but I... It's been years and years since I listened to it. I need to go check that out. I have a sneaking suspicion of what today's outro track is going to be on this episode. <laughs> anyway, but what we're actually going to listen to now is an instrumental version of Secret Agent Man, which was a hit before the two versions with vocals. So before The Ventures or Johnny Rivers had a hit with it, there was a instrumental version by Al, I'm going to butcher the last name, Ciola, I think, or Ciola, my apologies. Anyway, this was released before either of the two hits we do know, and it was on Al Ciola's 1965 album, Sounds for Spies and Private Eyes, which sounds like it might be another pick at some point. A <laughs> lead. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, enough of my rambling. Let's listen to track number seven, Secret Agent Man, the instrumental version.
You know what this reminds me of? Listening to it again, Fit Flicks guitar in the bomb yep. theme. Yeah. Yep. Guitar work is really cool on that. Yeah. Anything else? Or is that it? Just the guitar oh. is really cool. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't think I'd ever really heard this version until this CD. If I had, I hadn't taken note of it. Man, it is peppy and just a ton of fun. Just a really cool track to just pretty much do anything to, really. But like you said, this is a great CD to just have on rotation in your car if your car has a CD player. And I could just easily see it. You just roll around on a nice day, have yeah. a good drive, listen to some Secret Agent Man. Like I said, I'm not certain I've heard that version before, but man, it is awesome. Yeah, I don't think I'd heard it before I got this CD either. I'm obviously right. familiar with several of the vocal versions, but hadn't heard this before. So I'm definitely going to keep an eye out and a look for that that album, Sounds for Spies and Private Eyes, and see if we can track down that and see what's on it at some point. Good plan. Good plan. Okay. Um, with that, I'm going to hand over the baton to, to Jared uh, for him to pick his three from the remaining 22 tracks. And man, it was not easy, but let's get into my tracks. Danger Man, you say? Well, Danger Man definitely caught my ear. A lot of the, all these tracks caught my ear in one way or another. But man, I, again, Danger Man was something I'm not terribly familiar with, to my great shame. Maybe it needs to appear on Rogue Agents or something at some point. But when I heard track five, and like you mentioned, there's two Danger Man tracks on this CD. There's one that's track five, the other's track 20. And I just found track five to just, it just really perked up as the CD was playing through. My ears just went, oh my goodness, this is very cool. And again, I don't have a lot of Danger Man experience. Never seen Danger Man, but man, this theme is cool. So let's give it a listen and see what Alan thinks. me up listening to it just now what do you think alan i love it danger man actually the complete 
series is available on Amazon Prime. They are half-hour shows, and it's one of my the lunchtime. If I've got half-hour at lunch, that's one of my shows I throw on at lunchtime, munch a sandwich, have a coffee, take a short break from the day job. It's not nice enough to go and sit and enjoy my lunch outside if I have to be inside. That's what I do. I throw on an episode of Danger Man. So I think I'm partway through third season now of rewatching them. So if you want to watch it, it's on Amazon Prime. It's a great show. Like I said, it predates Bond. Certainly the early seasons predate Bond. Patrick McGoon, I'm going to go off on a Danger Man thing here, so I apologize. Patrick McGoon, who was the star, was actually a very staunch Roman Catholic and had very clear moral views. So John Drake, the, the lead spy, doesn't carry a gun, very rarely uses one. He occasionally picks one up, but he usually tends to threaten people with it rather than shoot people. While there's a female lead in most episodes, he doesn't mess around with the, with the girls. And it's interesting. It's sort of, he was sort of an anti-Bond before Bond hmm. became big. So it tends to get overshadowed by Bond and then all the other stuff that followed it. But a very interesting show. Have you ever seen The Prisoner? I know of The Prisoner. <laughs> wow, your education is all, all sadly my pa- like a- All my Patrick McGowan knowledge comes from the TV show Columbo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was on that several times. Okay. Well, if you see The Prisoner, which is one of the iconic psychedelic shows of the late 60s. It's high um, on my list of things to see. A lot of people have recommended it to me. Yeah. Anyway, so Patrick McGowan always, well, he never confirmed it, but he never denied it. But basically, the consensus is, and it's pretty obvious that the character in The Prisoner is actually his character from Danger Man who retires and gets basically captured and thrown in a prison for secret agents called the village that he can't escape from. And he's just okay. has his name taken away and just given a number and stuff. But if you love The Prisoner, a lot of people do. And if you've never seen Danger Man, go watch Danger Man slash Secret Agent Man because that I think that's the same character and it's all part of the same story. But yeah, if you just want to watch something for half an hour, you want to dig into the beginnings of the spy craze, early 60s stuff, highly recommend Danger Man. It is on Amazon Prime, as I mentioned. How many seasons, Alan? Oh, God, I think it ran to 67, so it's like five or six or seven seasons. Okay, plenty of episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's like a, well over 100 episodes. And it goes from black and white into color. And it moves, like in the beginning, he's an agent of NATO, I think. And then sometimes later on, he's an American agent. Sometimes he's a British agent. Sometimes he's like an agent without portfolio. It, it doesn't have a very strong continuity. But and because of where and when it was filmed, it is crammed full of people that end up turning up in the Bond movies. Oh, so, man, that's cool. So you do a lot of, oh, that's so-and-so and that's so-and-so. As you sort of <laughs> Johanna's going to love watching it with me as I do that. <laughs> she hates it when I do it. Yeah. <laughs> At, the, at this point in our relationship, I don't even like even say it. I just point to the person on the screen. And she's like, okay, what Bond movie were they? In? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, with that, with that little plug for Danger Man, which I'm kind of excited to check out. For my second track on this one is going to be track six. It comes right after the Danger Man track on the CD. This song is called The Silencers by Vicky Carr. And we covered The Silencers, the movie starring Dean Martin over on Rogue Agents. And the song completely won me over on that episode. Like to this day, Delvin and I will quote The Silencers song or we'll sing a little part of it. It's really catchy and super infectious. And I got to tell you, Vicky Carr sells it with a smooth, sexy sound that sounds so effortless. It's just a fun, engaging song to listen to. So let's let's engage in it together and I'll play it. Oh, a 
gun can be a 22 or a 38 and it will silence you dear sir that is a silencer but if you should see a lady who has the kind of waist that measures 22 and she's 38 where it is great to measure 38 dear sir she is a Dear sir, I'm her I don't use a knife, don't need a gun My equipment is a lot more deadly sun How fun is that song? I love that song. Actually, it's one of my favorite parts of the movie. I was disappointed when I rewatched the movie as to how little I liked it. My memories of it were better than the movie itself. <laughs> um, but that was good. So I have a confession to make. So the first couple of times I heard this and really listened to the lyrics, I thought a woman with a 22-inch waist and a 38-inch bust, that's like, on my third listen to it, I was like, you idiot, that's gun calibers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's all right, Alan. You just explained it to me just now. <laughs> the weaving of the gun calibers, that's amazing. Like, yeah, that's part of the fun of the song is, I mean, like, she's clearly saying, in, especially in the spy game, as we've seen all these movies, like, sexy woman can be just as deadly as anything else. Yeah. You're not careful, right? What's she got for sleeve type of a deal? And I think the song just exudes that perfect. It does. I also love the, uh, show my lack of musical thing, I, I big kettle drums, timpani drums at the beginning. I don't know, it's just got that like late night club torch singer vibe mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Yeah. She so. really hits some of those notes, man. I'm a big fan of that track. What a yeah, what a fun track. It is. Way better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of 
hitting those notes. <laughs> you know, before we get to my final track, I think it's important to point out that this CD does have a James Bond theme track on it that we did not. Pick. I was I was going to mention that when she got to the end of your trip, <laughs> your picks. I was like, when I went saw your picks, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> What is he doing? Yeah, I thought it was a rule that if it was I, there, you I did it. too, but this this CD is loaded with too many good <laughs> tracks. Like, yes, there's a very cool James Bond theme on here. May have to wait till a later date because clearly we're going to listen to Bruce Willis as the outro <laughs> of this episode. But I recently watched this movie called The Liquidator. I had never heard of The Liquidator until the CD came. So the, I get the CD. I listen to it. I'm listening to track 23. It is the Dame Shirley Bassey just being Shirley Bassey. I'm like, oh man, I immediately like found it on YouTube and sent it to the fellows via text. I was like, check out the Shirley Bassey song. It's so good. I mean, clearly the people who made the liquidator went and got Shirley Bassey and they were like, hey, you know that really cool thing you did for Goldfinger? Do it for us too over here on the liquidator, right? So boom, you got yourself an awesome song. So now I've sent this YouTube link to the song to the fellows and I start looking and go, okay, what the hell is a liquidator, right? I didn't know. So I do a little more YouTube research and the whole movie is sitting right there on YouTube. Whether it's supposed to be or not, eh, may not be there tomorrow, who knows, but it was there. So I sat and I watched the whole thing and it's a pretty fun little movie. It's got Jill St. John in it, by the way, for your strong Bond connection. Yeah, cool. Uh, have you seen it, Alan? No, I have not, no. I didn't know. I will add it to my uh, YouTube list. Yeah, it's a fun little flick. Uh, what's really funny about watching on YouTube, you know, YouTube's particularly stringent upon music copyright so if you watch the youtube version when you get to the opening credits for the shirley bassey song it just goes silent because mm-hmm. so, you know so the youtube little little robots don't find that song and say oh you can't use that it's copyright so when you get to that point you got to do what i do you watch on youtube as soon as the credits start and it's dead silence you just pause the movie go find the track on youtube listen to liquidator or off the cd and then come back to the movie because it's totally worth it so anyway, long story short, hadn't seen the movie, heard Shirley Bassey, can't pass up Shirley Bassey. I'll stop talking. Let's listen.
as you said, Dame Shirley Bassey belting it out. Mm, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I mean, there's not a lot else to say, really. I did wonder if this was, I didn't look at the dates and I haven't got the CD in front of me, but I don't, as to whether this, she did this in that period after she'd fallen out with Eon over the whole Thunderball, Mr. Kiss Kiss, Bang Bang thing, and she was suing Eon. Um, oh, I want to say, and this is strictly from memory, and I'll validate momentarily, but I want to say Liquidator was 1967. In which case it would be. 65, 1965. Oh, so it's around the same time as Thunderbolt. I don't know. Maybe this was just after all that debacle, and it was like, well, if you guys don't want me to do Bond stuff and somebody else does, I'll take the paycheck. Thank you. I'll so. tell you what. Yeah, that is a belter of a song. It is belter. And she just, she really, I mean, I don't think anybody else doing it would do made it as powerful as it is. I mean, listen to the lyrics. They're so on the nose. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, it's not exactly, uh, you know. Uh, it's kind of funny, too, because, all right, so kind of like you did with Danger Man, let me run at the mouth about Liquidator real quick. <laughs> yeah, sure. Kind of, it's an interesting concept. The movie starts with this British undercover agent, World War II, and this sergeant, tank sergeant, just accidentally discharges his weapon a couple of times borderline bumbling Inspector Clouseau type of thing and kills the two guys that are trying to kill the British agent. So the British agent's like, this guy, is a, he's a cold-blooded killer, right? So after the war, he recruits him to do James Bond-like stuff. And this guy doesn't want to kill anybody. Like, he loves the whole ladies aspect of things, but he doesn't want to kill anybody. And most of the people he kills accidentally. And the real humorous part is once they've given this full-time job of, like, killing people, he outsources it. He pays this other dude to kill people for him so he won't have to do it. It's one part comedy, one part espionage movie. It's a lot of fun. I'm glad I watched it. So I will definitely uh, go look that up and uh, add it to my watch list. Yeah. Oh, I've seen the actor, too, who who played the lead many times. Rod Taylor? Oh, yeah. 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 Rod Taylor yeah. plays the, the liquidator. Okay. So it's not as... Not somebody I'd associate with a comedy role. Right, yeah, it's it's not as like all the way into Inspector Clouseau as it may sound. It, it's sort of that halfway between James Bond and Inspector right. Clouseau. Anyways, any of our listeners want to like check it out again? Last I checked, it was on YouTube. You can watch for free, but you can't hear the theme song during the movie, so just pause it and then go listen. I think that's it for my three tracks. I think that brings up a good point, though, of doing some of these sort of albums and discussing some of these things. I think pretty much every time we do one of these outside the main sound, or even to an extent with the soundtracks, we discover something new or we go down rabbit holes or we find out about new shows <laughs> yeah. or new uh, singers or you know TV shows or movies or something. There's always something that comes out of these episodes that you and I sort of discover for ourselves along the way and hopefully help other folks uh, find out about too. So. That's right. Well, just one more, one more thing to bind us all together. Yeah. Before we sort of move on, let's do what we normally do. Let's rate this sort of the album itself based on one to seven on uh, how much this album should be in a Bond fan's audio library. So what do you think? This is a tough one. All right. I'm going to cheat a little bit and say as a Jared score, this is a seven. You should have it. This is awesome. But if I pay attention to how we ask the question, how it's phrased, a Bond fans, if like you're strictly into Bond, I mean, this only has what, one or two? You know, Casino 67 and the Bond theme song. I still say it's a five, even if you're a Bond fan only. For me, it's a seven. Uh, what do you think, Alan? Yeah, I mean, if you're into the spy genre, broader spy genre, particularly the super spy stuff of the 60s, it's a seven. 
I mean, if you're just interested in the genre, the TV shows, the movies, the whole thing, yeah, I think it's um, if you're a Bond fan, yeah, there's only two Bond tracks, but there's also a Nancy Sinatra track. So there's another Nancy Sinatra spy track that we didn't get to. A fun um, one too. <laughs> there's a Shirley, yeah, it is. There's a Shirley Bassey track with her doing another spy theme. As I said, you know, there's Man from Uncle, which has a Fleming connection. There's Danger Man, which has a bit of a Fleming connection. A bit tenuous, but it does have one. So there are things in there that you could say sort of make it more Bondish. And I would sort of, again, put it, maybe if you're a Bond fan, a five, four and a half, five. But for me, I think of all the spy theme compilation albums I've got, this is the best one. I agree with you. So I have a confession to make. So when I picked this album, I picked it because I had one particular track in mind that I wanted to talk about. And it was only after I told Jared the name of the album, I realized that the track I had in mind wasn't actually on this album. It was on a very similar album, another spy compilation album called Music to Spy By. And I thought, well, that was it. The Music to Spy By was put out by the International Spy Museum. And the two of them just happened to be next to each other in my sort of CD collection. And I picked the wrong one. I picked a good one, but I picked the wrong one. But it turns out that Jared texted me that when he'd ordered a copy of Come Spy With Us, he actually received a bonus copy of Music to Spy By. So I thought, great, let's put that in. Let's put in the track I wanted to talk about. The track I wanted to talk about is called Agent 00 Soul. And on the music to Spy By, it's performed by Edwin Starr. But after I thought about putting it in the show, I discovered on YouTube there's a live version done by Ray Charles and Billy Preston. You may know Billy Preston as the keyboard player from the Beatles' Get Back sessions. But it turns out he's a pretty damn good soul singer and an amazing dancer. So the YouTube video, I highly recommend you go watch the YouTube video. It's a short piece. It's like... If you want to listen to the full track, uh, you can also find the full Edwin Starr version on YouTube. But I really love this version. It's fast. It's about a minute, 30 seconds of the two of them, Ray Charles and Billy Preston, on the Ed Sullivan Show in December 1967, performing Agent 00 Soul. Let's give that a quick listen. Thank you, Ed, and thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Now, here's Mr. Billy Preston to lead us off. Rock and roll music, yeah. I can twine and jerk, yes I can. Now. I wear strictly kind of little shoes, as you can see, and I got a church, yeah, yeah. My real is no secret, but for me it will never be told, no, no.
So you can see what I could see, but I could see Jared watching the video at which I assume for the first time. And he was bopping along and had a smile on his face. And I'm not sure if he was enjoying it or he was bemused by the dance moves. Um, both. Combo platter right there. <laughs> and the song is a heck of a lot of fun and high energy. And Ray Charles and Billy Preston. And Billy Preston's dance moves. I mean, just watching the video, man, I think I strained my hip. But, uh, man, it was fun to watch. Definitely check that out, listening audience. Yeah, Billy Preston. Ray Charles, 00 Soul on the Ed Sullivan Show. It's out there on YouTube. I just watched it. Alan got to see my live, my live uh, response to it. So I think that was a good place to uh, hand it back over to Jared uh, to close us out. All right. Yes, sir. That will bring us to the end of this episode of Bomb Music 6 of the Best. If you got a question or comment, you can email us at ohmspod at outlook.com or, of course, go directly to our Twitter, which is at ohmspod. Of course, don't forget to subscribe to On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave a rating and review. That would be great as well. If you'd like to chat with us personally on social media, I am at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It is all at Yard Sale Artist. You can check my artwares at www.theyardsaleartist.com, where I do have a full lineup of the James Bond actors, book page, sketches. And yes, some crazy person out there actually paid me extra money to do Barry Nelson. <laughs> and David Niven. David, thank you, David Niven. So the collection is truly complete at this point. Now you need to do Peter Sellers now. Ah, there's always one more. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Alan. So for James Bond stuff, you can find me on Twitter at Bond Lexicon or online at uh, jamesbondlexicon.online, which is the companion website for the James Bond Lexicon book, which you can buy on Amazon.com. And thanks to the folks who bought it recently and posted reviews or ratings on Amazon.com. We had a little flurry of uptick in the ratings over the last month or so. So thanks for all the folks who bought the book recently and have been kind enough to give us four and five star ratings on Amazon. Really appreciate that. And if you have bought a copy of the book and not given us a rating, no matter what it is, we would appreciate it because the more ratings we get, the easier it is for other people to find the book. So thank you very much for everybody who's done that. Really appreciate it. Excellent. Yes, I have a copy of the book. It is uh, not signed, though, so I'll have to fix that at some point. Track and come. I don't think Alan will sign it for me. He'll probably flat out refuse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks for joining us for this episode. This episode's tracks are from the Come Spy With Us, the Secret Agent Songbook album, which is available on CD. And if you haven't already bought it, what are you doing with your life? As always, we'd like to remind you to legally purchase your Bond music via official download channels or CD or vinyl, with the notable exception of Die Another Day. Please support the Bond creative community. We will be back with six of the best as we return with my pick next time. And I'm going to bring us back firmly in the world of James Bond music, Alan. Okay, because by the way, folks, he, he did not put in the script what his choice is, so I have literally no idea what he's going to say next. I wrote it in right before we started recording. <laughs> it is the Dr. No 50th anniversary edition of the soundtrack. So oh, okay. It's, it's a little beefier than the original Dr. No soundtrack that you would get. So we'll talk about this one next time. We'll talk about some of the new stuff that's on there. And I wonder if we'll come up with similar tracks as we did way back when we first started this with Raven Benson. I have to go back and listen to that show and see what we picked. So. Oh, I don't want to go listen because I was uh, I've No, actually you're probably right. It's probably not a good idea to, uh, to do that. <laughs> I just hear the bad editing. I'm like, oh my gosh I could edit that so much better now. <laughs> anyway
Anyway, check back with us, folks. We will be back next time. Dr. No, 50th anniversary edition of the soundtrack. So if you're the kind of person that wants to go get it and pre-listen, the cover is the one that's sort of the X-ray view of the Walter PPK and Dr. No written in red letters. That's how you know you got the right one. I guess we'll catch you next time. Bye. So as Jared mentioned, 
I brought the, the oh, well, God, we're doing well today, aren't we? Um, <laughs> Let me take that again, Al. Uh, you just told was, a whopping lie. I did tell a whopping lie. <laughs> I actually said what I want to say for track six. If only there was some way you could go back and find out what you said. If only, yeah, well, there's no possible way. Let's just move on. <laughs>